and welcome to Season 1, Episode 17 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a black perspective. We are very glad you are joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and one-on-one coaching to independent writers, creative and solo professionals, and very small business owners. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here for another episode. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, today, very, very conveniently, I should say, our topic is climate and weather. And we're going to talk about, first of all, the difference between climate and weather, but also the new bill that was passed by the Senate, the Infrastructure Reduction Act, and also how climate change is affecting us even as we speak, including uh, very deadly floods in Kentucky, which happens to be the home state of Senate Minority Leader, who still thinks he's a majority leader, but we're going to stop that from happening, uh, Senate Ma- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. So, Keith, what is the difference between weather and climate? Well, weather is day to day, and climate is more patterns you know, of, of patterns of weather. I guess you know weather. Mm-hmm. Weather is when you you want to know what the weather is for today. A lot of us, myself in particular, like to use apps these days, or you can always get it. It used to be you know, the weather the weather forecaster, whatever, finding out what the weather is going to be tomorrow, what it's going to be for the next few days, the next week, uh, and whether it's going to be rainy, cloudy, hot, cool, snow. What have you that and that's what the weather is. So the weather is just more immediate. Climate is more of a pattern. So if when you're looking at patterns, you're looking at over uh, much longer enough time to, to actually collect data really is what you're talking about. When you're looking at weather, you're not talking about data. You're talking about it'll be cold tomorrow. It'll be warm the next day. The climate is over decades or years or, or millennia for that matter, whatever, whatever uh, bracket of time. You want to look at and say that what the weather pattern were, what the weather pattern was for a ten-year stretch from 1920 to 1930, and then compare that to what the, what the climate—I should say climate—I'm sorry, what the climate was from 1920 to 1930 or 1940, and then compare that to what the climate is now. One of the best things you point out, which gets a lot of uh, news, or a lot of traction, I'd say, in the news, a lot of talk is what's happening in the uh, in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. When you look at the uh, polar bears, you no longer. Uh, can't find any ice flows and they're dying. They're constantly swimming because they can't find ice flows because all the glaciers are melting. The snow is melting. The, the polar ice cap is melting. And that's causing trauma for, for the polar bears, for the seals, for everything. And it gets a lot of traction because it also makes, it's, it's graphic. People can, can see, see it. it right? But that's climate change. And also just one last thing. I think that, I believe that's been said. The reason why we call it climate change now for a long time. It was being referred to as global warming, but that was throwing, uh, that was giving a bit too much bait to the right. But it was also, it was just confusing right. because I shouldn't just say just the right, although they took advantage of it. But when you say warm, people think about warm. So right. they, they translate that to mean 
when we did have days like you're seeing now on the news where everything is burning up, everything's mm-hmm. really hot. So people would view that as global warming. And the, but then when if it di- if it didn't get too warm or if it got cool and it was a cold, that well, we're not getting global warming. Right. And that and that wasn't the case. I mean, mm-hmm. that may be affected in terms of what the globe is warm, but that it's the climate change they're looking at, not just whether or not you get warm. So that's in a nutshell what the difference between weather and and climate. And you brought up a very very good point, Keith, on why they changed the nomenclature mm-hmm. from global warming to climate change because it was very uh, confusing. This clo- the global it, the globe is warming, the earth is warming. But when like regular people here or people who don't want to learn or be intelligent about something, people hear global warming, they say, well, yeah, it's warm now, but it's going to be cold and snow in a few months. So how does that mean the earth is warming? Because number one, they aren't looking at what global warming is at, is really climate change, but they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at it in short term. And weather, weather is short term. Climate is the weather of a specific region over a long period of time. And so that's the, that's the whole problem is in those people who reject climate change and reject global warming, that they're not looking at it over the long term. And as, as the earth gets warmer and warmer, the long term gets shorter and shorter and closer and closer. So we were talking we, in this podcast and in the We Are Speaking, we talk about things from a black perspective. And yes, this, this affects all people, including black people. Because as climate change gets worse, which makes changes in the weather, it affects people all over the world. People in urban areas where, the, where for a long time, and we had to fight this for decades, where the, they would concentrate the pollution or the pollution causing elements like factories and all that in the cities. And so there were uh, huge spikes in asthma and things like that. And then as when it comes to fighting climate change, okay, the, the countries that have the least resources are the most affected by it. And the, and, and that is primarily people in, in developing countries. Okay. Uh, That's very true. Also in the United States, though, I, mean, I mentioned before, about the heating trend that's right. happening in terms of which is cl- evidence of climate change, where we're seeing a consistent rise during the summer months of, mm-hmm. of extreme heat in, right. in Europe as well as here, and where that affects black people and and poor people. Again, if you're if you're living somewhere where the temperature is 105, 110, and you have no air conditioning right. because you can't afford it, and particularly elderly, there, there's obviously a strain on the system for the whole community. But if you have if you're in a home that can withstand that produces the air conditioning that can that can withstand that then you're still basically going to be okay it's going right. to affect you in other, other ways it affects everyone but if you're all you could just imagine you know sitting in a house for all throughout the day it's 105 degrees mm-hmm. and all you have is a fan right and this is what causes difficulty it causes difficulty in the in the stores it causes mm-hmm. difficulty in heating the food it causes difficulty for children right. you know, for, for for the school system mm-hmm. because again when you have uh schools where predominantly poor or black people go we've seen that where uh, the the schools may not be up to code may not have what's needed to keep to take care of the children mm-hmm, whereas opposed mm-hmm. to you go to a private school and they have they have air conditioning right, they have right. things that can withstand this so th- those are just a couple of ways but it, it affects and speaking of air conditioning well somebody's like well we did we haven't always had air conditioning mm-hmm. no that's true air conditioning was invented by Charles Carrier I think his first name is Charles mm-hmm. but his last name was Carrier mm-hmm. that's why most air conditioners <laughs> at least until recently had the Carrier name on right. it but so it was introduced in 
the 1920s and 30s. Okay, and then, of course, only not a lot of people had it. But because as air conditioning became more universal, then the buildings that were built since the 1940s, 50s, and 60s were built for air conditioning. Mm -hmm. But not everyone lived in modern homes that were built in the later decades. So if you live in an area that did that used to not get um, up to 100 degrees for a long period of time, a week or two weeks, or you live in a in a house that was built before air conditioning was universal, then you are really, really suffering. And also, remember, like we said, we're talking about climate. We're talking about climate change. Right. So we're, we're talking about things that are happening since climate change in terms of how that affects it, not before climate change got so bad. Right, so, right. And speaking of it getting so bad, uh, what causes climate change, the number one cause of climate change, of course, is fossil fuels. And this is where we get in, in, in fights with, with the states that, that, that live on fossil fuels, live on, on especially coal. Mm-hmm. And, and, but since the, and some changes in climate are natural, but the, the natural changes in climate happen over centuries, not over decades or over years. Since the 1800s, human activities have been the major um, driver of climate change particularly burning fossil fuels like coal, oil, and gas. So the the burning of the fossil fuels generates greenhouse gas emissions that are like a blanket that covers the earth. And you can imagine if you are a person wrapped in a blanket, you automatically get warmer. And so when you think of climate change as um, a blanket covering the earth, so where things can't escape, then of course it's getting warmer and warmer. And I'm looking at some facts here. The temperature of the earth overall Mm -hmm. is 1.1 degrees centigrade warmer than since the late 1800s. And the decade from 2011 to 2020 is the warmest on record. Wow. Yeah, and that's just wow. ten, and that's just ten years. Say, uh, say that again. The 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 the, the um, decade from twenty eleven to twenty twenty mm-hmm. was the warmest on record. And it says here greenhouse gas concentrations are at their highest level in two million years. If people want to find this information, okay. And what we're looking at is uh, un.org and the. Uh, Climate Action page. And that's United Nations. UN.org, which stands for United Nations. And there was a meme I saw when I was doing some research. Someone said, well, remember when the ozone layer was, what they were talking about that like 20, 30 years ago, and, and, and everybody was going to die because of the ozone layer, and then all of a sudden you don't hear about it anymore? The answer is, because when we were worried about the ozone layer, the sci- uh, the scientists we just told us what to do. We actually did it during to the, because it was called the Montreal Protocol, because uh, countries got together and met in Montreal, and whatever the countries had to do to get the ozone layer protected, uh, they did it, and the emissions dropped 97%. That's why we don't talk about the, in the ozone layer anymore, because what the scientists said to do, we did, and it fixed the problem. We actually believe the scientists. We actually believe the scientists. And so this is where well, politics is in everything. Mm-hmm. But this is where politics comes in again, because they tried this with the Paris Accord about 15 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago. And as soon as Trump got into office, one of the first things he did was to pull us out of the Paris Climate um, Accord. And of course, with the United States being the largest uh, driver of climate change and fossil fuel usage, pulling us out was the worst thing that, that, that could have happened because then we, the United States is not part of the countries who are working on the problem. And as a matter of fact, some people who followed Trump said, why should we care? This, that was about Paris. It wasn't about the United States. Duh. 
It's called the Paris Accord because it happened in Paris. Right. The same way the Montreal Protocol took place in Montreal. It wasn't just about Montreal. It was signed in 2016. 2016. So that's... Yeah, no, was, yeah it was signed on April 22nd, 2016, the Paris Agreement. But um, as says the Paris Agreement right. was set out... Uh, sets out a global framework to avoid dangerous climate change by limiting global warming to well below two degrees centigrade. Mm-hmm. And and what we're also part of the, one of the things it says in the information of the United Nations because people that's also what the scientists understand mm-hmm. I mean, is that every every degree matters. Right. Sometimes right. That's when you, why when you we, hear mm-hmm. we're used to big numbers. So, right. And, right. But here, if you when you something when the temperature lowers or raises one degree. That matters tremendously. Exactly, exactly. And, that, and it's hard for non-scientists to realize how much one, one, that's why I said that in the, in the, in the last 10, in, in since the 1880s, the late 1880s, the temperature on the earth has, has raised 1.1 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. but Celsius. That's why 1.1 degree is a big deal mm-hmm. because the fossil fuel emissions didn't start happening till the late 1800s. That's when we started driving cars. That's right. when, that's right. okay. Right. And e- even coal fired trains. So that's when they started in, in the mid 1800s. So it's been since the mid 1800s that all of these emissions from oil, gas, and coal have started coming out and it's done nothing but get greater and greater and greater and greater. And so just quickly, so we can understand the difference between weather and climate. And then also why fighting c- climate change is so important. And this is why the time to fight it is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And this is why the new infrastructure bill that was passed by the Senate on Wednesday is so important because a big chunk of it does fight, help to fight climate change. Right. There's one thing I can read real quick on this page from the NRDC. And, and what it says is that in an effort, talking about the Paris Accords and what, what happens with greenhouse gases, in an effort to significantly reduce the risks and impacts of climate change, the Paris Accord calls for limiting the global average temperature rise in this century to well below 2 degrees Celsius, while pursuing efforts to limit the temperature rise to 1.5 degrees. It also asks countries to work to achieve a leveling off of global greenhouse gas emissions as soon as possible and to become greenhouse gas emissions neutral in the second half of this century. We talked about poverty and stuff, but mm-hmm. here's what it says. In 2018, the IPCC special report, Global Warming at 1.5 Degrees Celsius, concluded the difference between 1.5 and 2 degrees Celsius could mean substantially more poverty, extreme heat, sea level rise, habitat loss, and drought. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and so, the, and that's, that's affecting everyone. So, we want to make sure that we understand that because with all the different things that are happening now, politically and, and all of that, sometimes climate change gets pushed to the, to the back burner mm-hmm. because people think climate change is weather. Like, this is, I think it was week before last, we had several days in July of 90 or above. And many places, were putting places like in the Northwest, they don't even have air conditioning in their homes because it never gets hot enough. It's the same for London. Right. That's why London was was suffering so much because it's so overall cool. I think France too, right? I think well, they, France, but it's mostly especially, London. Especially right. London. Right. Well, first of all, London it got hotter and hotter in London. Right. And one of the right. reasons why it was so bad is because they don't have air right. conditioning universally in London or in the Pacific so Northwest right. because it never gets hot enough. Right. And so when 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 you get those places where it's not even hot enough over decades to even have air conditioning and then you have a week or more of over a hundred degrees 
That's traumatic. That, 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 that is very traumatic. It's traumatic to the people. It's traumatic to the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic to the electrical grid. It was even telling people who own Teslas not to fuel up their car, their electric cars. That's how fragile the, gr- the grid was. And even in places where they do have air conditioning, like in Texas, they said, told, 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 told people the same thing. Don't run your appliances because the grid might go down. Because you know how fragile the Texas grid is. Mm-hmm. It's independent of all other grids. Right. And so that's what happened last year when um, it went down in the middle of winter and people died because of cold weather while Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even know that was the case right, until exactly. that happened. And then exactly, they exactly, exactly. So the, the consequences of climate change, of course, include intense droughts, which we have seen. Water scarcity, and that affects everyone, but especially people the, in the in the West where the Hoover Dam is and all of that in Los Angeles, all the, the, the water level has gone down to almost nothing, almost nothing. And you just cannot mm-hmm. um, get water from anywhere. Right. Uh, severe fires, as we've been seeing, the, the 200, 2,000-year-old the sequoias mm-hmm. are in danger because of wildfires. Rising sea levels, that affects everyone. Flooding, as we've seen, and we're not talking about every once in a while flooding or every once in a while hurricanes like we have been having. The frequency and severity of all these things, that's what's going up. Not that we haven't had floods and um, right, but not- before, but not in the frequency and not in the severity of them. And then, as, as Keith talked about, melting polar ice, mm-hmm. catastrophic storms like we've been having, and declining biodiversity. And, and since everything is interconnected, people forget everything that happens in the Earth is interconnected. What happens in the Arctic, even though we're far, far away from there, affects what happens here. When you're having trouble with um, transportation and all of that, that raises prices, which raises inflation. And all of that is interconnected. So we just wanted to talk about how that affected us and how that affects all of us, actually. How mm-hmm. that affects all of us. Because as we're sitting here, it says that it's not, usually it gets really, really hot in August, okay? Right. And um, so August is, is just in a couple of days. So we expect it to be hot here, like, for example, here in Michigan. We expect it to be in the 90s in August in Michigan. And in Michigan, because we're surrounded by four of the five Great Lakes, it gets very humid in Michigan. But then again, that only happens for maybe two, three, four days, why was it 91 and 93 and 95 degrees in Michigan in June? We don't have that kind of weather, those kind of temperatures in June. And so that, again, is because this, when it's global, when it's climate change, we have to stop saying global warming. When it's climate change, we have to remember that what happens 2,000 miles away affects us here. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Earth is, of course, I'm not a science teacher. My, my beautiful late mother was a science teacher. But the Earth is constantly revolving. And that means the winds and all of that shift all over shift all over the world. And so what happens two, three thousand miles away from here affects us mm-hmm. here. Even when they have tornadoes and hurricanes down south, we can feel the effects here. There was a big fire in the west, was it, I think it was last year or the year before, and we could actually feel see the smoke all the way here in Michigan. And so that's why we wanted to talk about the difference. And we'd like to hear your opinion on the difference between climate and weather. And as we're talking about climate change, we're seeing the short-term weather make some changes. Like I said, it doesn't get to be 95 degrees in June in Michigan. No, that's crazy. So the climate change is also affecting the shorter-term weather. And so I just wanted to quickly, before we end... No, no, we could do the bill. We talk about the bill. That's what I'm saying. The, 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 the infrastructure bill. 
Okay. That, that's what I was, that's what, okay. that's okay. what I was going to segue okay. into. Uh, very quickly, uh, the infrastructure bill contains a lot, and this is a lot that would help with the climate. And Keith's going to talk about that a little bit, but I just wanted to touch on the fact that I read something in, I believe it was the Washington Post, that said that Republicans are shocked that Joe Manchin is actually a Democrat. <laughs> they thought he was, he thought, they thought he was one of their boys. Okay. And when he and Schumer pulled a fast one on McConnell, they were shocked. Even the Democrats were shocked because Joe Manchin usually doesn't keep his word. But what happened was, is that there were two bills, there were two bills up for, for on Wednesday. And the, the first bill, the first bill was supposed to be the chips bill. And that one passed, but the chips bill was, was, was very, is again, very, very important when we're talking about inflation because the, the chips bill has to do with the fact that most of the computer chips are made overseas in China, Indonesia, and places like that. And then they have to be shipped over here. And that was one of the problems with with the um, supply chain, they were t- taking a long time to get here. You can't even sell a car because there are cars sitting on the lots that can't be sold because there's one chip missing that makes the cars go. Right. And then, of course, on top of that, with, with the resurgence of COVID in China, that closed down all the factories that make the chips. Right. And so one of the things Joe Biden said he was going to do was to bring manufacturing of chips back to the United States. And that's in this bill. But before Keith goes more into what this bill is about, I just wanted, it was so funny because the chips bill went first and then they, and and it was supposed to go second. But uh, since McConnell forgets that he's not the majority majority leader, Chuck Schumer switched the votes. And so they did the chips bill first and it passed. And then they announced this, they, they announced this new bill. Right. And and uh, the difference is is that I think each Congress gets I think the Congress gets two chances to do a rec- reconciliation bill, which is all of it's reconciliation means that it can pass with just a, a, a simple majority. It doesn't need to have the sixty votes like most bills do, and and it has to do with a lot of economic things. Okay, and, and that that's the rule. And so the Democrats used one of their reconciliation bills that they get for the year and passed this new infrastructure bill. And Joe Manchin is the one that, that uh, not infrastructure, in, inflation reduction. Joe Manchin says he's the one that named it Inflation Reduction Act. He said because the whole thing is that they're trying to get after the Democrats because inflation is going up under Joe Biden. And so so then the, the Republicans are pissed, excuse me, but they are pissed that number one, that it passed without them, that it passed without McConnell's giving his blessing to it. And McConnell still thinks he's in charge and, and everything has to go through his blessing. And what they did, because we're running out of time, what they did was, the Republicans I'm talking about, another bill that was supposed to pass, as a matter of fact, it already had passed, it had to go back to committee for just some technical tweaks, was the bill for the veterans. It's called the PAC Act, which was going to provide funding for the veterans who were exposed to burn pit exposure, which gave them cancer and all these kinds of things. And it was for veterans and it passed before overwhelmingly. They sent it back to the committee for a tweak. Then they brought it back and the Republicans blew it away. So uh, we'll talk about that later. And as a matter of fact, I do talk about it in one of my uh, posts this week. But Keith, quickly, what, what's in that um, in, in Inflation Reduction Act? Well, basically, it's supposed to spend about $370 billion on tax credits for clean energy technologies. And, and what is the largest bill of its kind ever. 
And the one thing that it definitely does is, is it helps stimulate adoption of clean energy technologies for low-income and minority communities. We were talking before um, that because they it's a recognition that those communities suffer disproportionately. And so that this bill acknowledges that and, and, and works to create technology to try and address that fact. So the significance of it basically is just that it's, fine, it's finally tackling the problem on a, on a scale that recognizes how big the problem really is. And it's not just chipping away at it. It's going at it full bore. I believe also he just recognizes the writing on the wall right. in terms of what's what's happening and in terms of the also what thing we'll talk about later. But the as much as people are saying it's automatic that that the Republicans are going to win, take there's starting to be a rumbling that just may not be the case. Right, right. And, right. and Manchin may not have the swing that he thought he had. Right. And so for somebody who comes from a cold state, uh, et cetera, I mean, he, for him to make that change, but right. I think he's realizing what side he wants to be on, what side he needs to be on with that. But that—that's basically what they have. There's obviously a lot of smaller print in uh, details in there that, that if people want to read, get more into the into the weeds about that. But the biggest thing about it is basically politically is obviously a win for for President Biden and the Democrats at a time when we need a win. But also in terms of recognizing a problem because it's it's been easy to push that. Yeah, uh, push that back for a long for a long time, and it's been it's been it's been easy to ignore climate change for a long time because what the right wing has done is call it call it what it isn't. Every time something happens, it's not climate change; it's something else. It's just it's that, that and just that that's not it. That's right, not proof. Right. That's not what it is. And so now, this is the, finally beginning to force people to acknowledge this is what it is, and it is man made. If we don't do something, it it will affect everybody. And we have right, to be part right, of change. Right, right, right. And we need to close down. But what I was saying at the very beginning, right now, Kentucky is is which is Mitch McConnell's state is experiencing horrible floods. And as of this morning, 23 people have died. They're, tr- they're having trouble rescuing people from the rural areas of Kentucky. And so it's, it's no, I, I and no one else wants this to happen to people. But if it happens in Mitch McConnell's state, maybe this will help him wake up just a little bit, although I doubt it. But the fact that it's in Mitch McConnell's state speaks volumes. Well, yeah. Because this this extreme flooding is caused by climate change. change. And we're going to talk next week probably about some of the other things. And we're going to close down because we're out of town. Some of the other things because the House goes on vacation almost in the next couple of days. The Senate goes on vacation a week after that. So... Next week, we're going to see where we are on the legislation, what's passed before they went on vacation on their August recess. It's usually not a vacation. They're usually out campaigning or whatever. But while they're on their August research and recess and what um, has to happen in September. So we will see you then. Yep. See you next week.